Welcome to What's Wrong with Wolfie. And welcome to What's Wrong with Wolfie, a retro podcast dedicated to the pop culture of the 80s, 90s, and zeros. My name is Jason. And I'm Rich. And I'm Chris. And it's time to strap on the leotards, lads, as thanks to the recent reboot, it's the perfect time for us to visit the original ITV Gladiators. Look forward to hearing about our favourite glads, favourite events, and our thoughts on the BBC reboot. So, podcasters, ready? I was hoping you were going to do that. Listeners, ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Aruga. Aruga. <laughs> For nine weeks from this arena, 24 contenders will battle in epic competition such as you've never seen before. Gladiators won't pick on people their own size. It's everyday people from all walks of life that will take on the might and muscle of ITV superheroes. It's family fun. The competition's electric. The perils of the war. The clash of the atmospheres, the awesome danger zone, the high-flying swing shot, the arm-wrenching hang tough, the brute force of duel. event sports entertainment series the gladiators starting next saturday Gladiators was a 90s phenomenon, taking over the dreams of many of taking on jet on hang tough or showing wolf he wasn't all that hosted by john aruga fashion you and eureka car 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 johnson it captured the imaginations of children across the world and the uk version was one of the best it didn't start out strong with Series 1 having empty seats in the arena and average viewing figures, but it didn't take long before people caught on what the show had to offer. And Rich, can you remember being there at the start? Oh yeah, I was 100% night one. This was obviously in an era where, you know, we still enjoyed television and Saturday nights were like an event. You know, I used to sit at my nan's house, sandwich, crisps, just, you know, having a little tea and just watching Gladiators, you know, a bit of... It was it was part of a greater like schedule, and it was like for me, it was still my favorite show of a Saturday night. I was so into it. This is probably around the time where I first got into wrestling, so it kind of scratched itch a little bit. With mm. the you know the athleticism and you know the physicality, and obviously the the, the likes of Wolf being a bit pantomimish, you know, playing the villain. I was like, okay, this is definitely my kind of shit. I think one of the things that really jumped out to me and. Um, I guess we kind of see it more nowadays as well because we've got things like Doctor Who, but I remember it being like the first kind of like 
UK piece of like television where it really felt commercialized and merchandise that we've got like the sticker album, we've got the action figures from like Vivid Imaginations. <laughs> and uh, remember them? That was like, that's a throwback. And we never had that. Like, we always have it with like American properties and getting to see like a British show, something that was ours. And I knew about American Gladiators. It was kind of in my orbit. I think even one time I went to like a, a Santa's Grotto when I was younger. The toy I got was like a contender figure from the American <laughs> Gladiators series. Oh, <laughs> fuck's this? Like, the logo is completely wrong. But I knew, I knew it existed. Even without the internet, it was in my periphery. I thought, okay, yeah, I know there's an American version. But I was just so into it. I, I had the Pinny sticker album, um, had all the stickers, kept all the repeats of Jet. Never traded those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I loved it. I was just so into it. I don't know what it was. Just with the crowd, the music, and the something we're also getting to later on with the BBC version. There was just, it was so typically kind of nineties. And obviously now we appreciate it because it feels nostalgic. But even then, when I was hearing like tub thumping or some shit like that, or you know, another one bites the dust, or mm-hmm. I just was like, yeah, this is so corny and fun. And as a kid. It just felt like such a change in tempo compared to your usual, like, you know, you bets and um, stars in her eyes and blind dates. I just thought this is something that's the family can kind of get into it from all different walks of life. So, you know, mum might be like, oh, yeah, Saracen, like him. And, uh, you know, dad and son are like, oh, yeah, Jet. and yeah i don't know i just everyone had something they could kind of gravitate towards and watch it together and it wasn't just another goddamn game show it was great because it didn't take itself too seriously wasn't it yeah definitely definitely leaned into it like i said we got with wolf i remember like my nan god rest her soul was like always like getting quite het up by him like he was playing like yeah the shitty he's gonna use some wrestling jargon now but he was playing the shitty hill and uh the bad guy I think a certain older generation just kind of bought into it. I think there was very much that kind of a world of sport mentality. The old women with their handbags, oh, you know, in the front row, <laughs> getting all aggravated at like the bad guy wrestler, thinking it was all real and that he's a prick and, oh, I'll give him a piece of my mind and how dare he, you know, be rude to a contestant. And I just loved it. The whole thing was just such corny shit. And, uh, and yeah, it was just really cool to see athleticism instead of just answering questions or, you know. Mm, yeah. Your, your typical Saturday evening fodder. So, what yourself, Chris? Were you there at the start? To, to quote Hot Fuzz, what he said. <laughs> yeah, I think Rich hit the nail on the head. I wasn't exposed to wrestling and I never got on with it. I tried for my mates and later for Rich, I really tried and I just. <laughs> I, I, I did. And. Um, <laughs> Like Rich start tried watching the stuff I watched and you you're just different people and Gladiators comes along and it's like almost copying that wrestling entertainment model, but also doing a British version of it. It it was just nice to watch and we watched it as a family, all three of us, on a Saturday night and it's just an hour of fun. Famous pieces of music is incidental music, like Rich said, another one bites the dust when they was it hang tough they used that one for, wasn't it? It was always jewel as well when they get knocked off yeah. the podium. Mm-hmm. All the crowd with got, the foam fingers, like, yeah. Yeah, you've got those ca- caricature gladiators who, you know, especially Wolf became like an instant celebrity almost with his, with his again, like Rich said, the, the pantomime-esque shenanigans, the goading the crowd and threatening the contestants and starting on the ref and stuff like that. So he was like the bad boy and my brother loved Wolf. But yeah, it was just fun, and it was different to things like Noel's House Party and 
whatever the hell else we had on Saturday night TV, I can't remember. Like the magazine shows, it was a different thing where it's just an hour of entertainment in this big arena with these insane larger-than-life events, like the atmospheres and Hang Tough and the Pugil Sticks. And you're just like, what is this? This is amazing. And again, like, I don't know if I had any action figures. I, I honestly can't remember. Um, but we used to play gladiators in, at school. It was that... F- it became such a phenomenon mm. that I remember, like, a few of my friends and other people that I weren't friends with were on the school benches in the playgrounds playing pugil sticks, but not not with them. They were just imagining that they had them, and then they'd do the whole prat fall off, and I was That's just so like, it was lovely. Yeah. And now with this new reboot, it's kind of nice to maybe see that that happening again, where you get that entertainment value again, and it's it's a bit cheesy and it's a it's a it's fun, a little bit annoying, but fun. Yeah, very many many happy memories of gladiators. Just on a quick one for me, they're pretty much the same as you guys, really. I mean, at this time, I was kind of into wrestling. I did quite yeah. enjoy WWF in the in the golden years, should I say? Is it was it the golden years, Rich? I don't know. It was but... kind of the worst time because it was like <laughs> I was like the new I was like the new age stuff, like with when it was kind of like um, everyone had an occupation. It was like the Canadian okay. Mountie and bloody IRS. And... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got, a garbage man. There's a dentist. There's a... It was like, it was kind of that, it was shifting into, you know, what would soon be like the Attitude Era. It was kind of finding itself, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was just rocking out with the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man and Bushwackers oh, yeah. and Axel and all those Ooh. kind of guys. That's all. <laughs> Um, so I guess, I guess, like with Rachel, it was kind of a, it was an attractive thing to see something kind of similar on a Saturday night telly that didn't involve Jet Rich. Stop it! <laughs> it's just just sitting down and watching it with the family. It was just fun, and I think just the whole combination of the of everything that they put into the show all worked so so well. It just made for like a unique experience, a unique show that we'd never seen before at that time. And like Richard mentioned before, you know, it wasn't just another game show. And like seeing the different events with these like gladiators, like these supreme beings kind of thing that they were dressed up to be, you know, like these ultimate machines that can't be beaten. Then, yeah, you've got the music, you've got the presenters, you've got the uh, commentary over the top of that on the on the events when, when it was happening. Just all the, all those different elements mixing together into one show it just made for something that was just so special and unique and just made it all so very exciting when the contenders came on and actually were matching the gladiators and you know or when mm. that glad- gladiator fell off the podium in duel you know you're buzzing because oh my god i can't believe you know that they this person's managed to knock a gladiator off off the podium and stuff yeah, that's the things that I remember from watching the show and why I came back to it every week because I just wanted to see all this happening, but I just wanted to see these like normal people come on and just try and beat these gladiators. And when they did, it was just that extra element of buzz. Agreed, 100%. I always found out the funniest thing was, was with the gladiators. A lot of the time, especially on Jewel, I found when they lost, it was always the most stupid thing. They just kind of slightly <laughs> lost their balance. Like, oh shit! It's like almost they kind of threw themselves off the podium. But yeah, the contestants were like, "Yeah, I did it." It's like you yeah. know, jack shit. Like you just yeah. like, 
<laughs> tapped him with a stick. And... It, it's like Mrs. Doyle falling out the window in Father Ted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, shit. But I do know what you mean. Like, it kind of was quite inspiring. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they are these, like, larger-than-life kind of, like, superhero-type figures. And I think that's something we'll obviously get on to when we get to the um, the new version. But I find that like, there's a real difference between the kinds of people from, you know, the public walks of life then to there are now. And I found like mm. a lot of the people then were more, although they're athletic, I found they were still quite normal. They were just like, yeah. oh, they're a marathon runner you know, by day and whatever. They're just, they're, a lot of them were quite slight people. They weren't like jacks. And I think I found them quite inspiring because of that. Yeah, they, they, they weren't jacks until, what, the early 2000s when they rebranded yeah. the whole thing. And you had gladiators named after condoms and stuff like that. <laughs> and like, you know, Trojan. Who is now a WWE wrestler, Trojan, I think. Is he, he really? Yeah, he went, well, he, went, anyway, he went on to do WWE and he's... Still on SmackDown, but he plays like an authority figure now. He's like a uh, general no manager idea. of SmackDown. Because I remember yeah. him being like the most jacked out of all of them. That guy was massive. I'm thinking of the right person. Oh, different guy. Okay. Oh, Trojan. He was in the original series, unless they did it for the Sky one. Did they maybe recycle? I thought he was part of like the early 2000s, late 90s. Oh, shit. No way. Trojan played Action Man in the TV commercials. You remember really? when they had like, the live action? Really? Yeah, when you saw the, the ads for the dolls and it was always yeah. a live action actor or the scar and the, the guy playing Dr. X and Dr. Gangrene. It was him. Oh, was, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, I just read it. I was like, I know him. What and the nice, hell? Like, black hair all gelled and he's always like, no way. Shit. That's awesome. I love those I, commercials. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until now. So no. fantastic. I mentioned a little bit there about the presenters of Gladiators, uh, John Fashionu, Aruga. John Fashionu. John <laughs> Fashionu. Sorry, it's a brass eye joke. John Fashionu. John Fashanu. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> John Fashionu. John Fashionu. Like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I had to get out of the system. Yeah, I had to get yeah. out of the system. <laughs> it's just like Chris Morris saying John Fashionu 10 times, and then when he goes to the studio, I'd be John Fashanu <laughs> in our next segment. It just pronounces it different the last 10 times. And just one of the best. It was just like accompanied by different clips of John Fashanu, like candid, like celebrity shots of him walking out of a shopping center, walking <laughs> out of his house, just signing autographs. But anyway, yeah, continue. I'm, I've got that system. I'm happy. I, don't, I didn't think you'd hook on John Fashanu so much. I thought it'd be on Eureka. It's brass eye. What can I say? <laughs> Um, but they um, they were a great choice for presenting the show, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. The only good choice yeah. <laughs> we're going to cover in this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had um, really good chemistry. I liked them. I mean, I've never had a problem with Arika. I think some people probably find her annoying, but I always found her just completely just acceptable. Never, there was nothing about her that was like found grating. She was just nice, warm, bubbly presence. Joel Fashionu kind of quite charismatic and also he scratched the itch of being an athlete as well so mm. he kind of has that kind of crossover gives it some kind of like sports you know legitimacy by him being there so i liked him i liked him a lot yeah because like eureka was i didn't really know a lot about her like she just seemed like the girl from next door kind of person yeah. and especially if you're she... cobra <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and like you say john john just felt like the uh, I was just getting into football around that time as well. So John being on there, 
I mean, he wasn't the team I supported, but it was a nice little connection for me to to see him on there, and he seemed like a bit of one of the lads, or you know that kind of thing, and that that was quite quite fun to watch as well. So yeah, um, I think I think you're quite right that they were both both probably uh, they were good they were good lucky picks. I have to ask you just because it's the nineties. Did you have the uh, the Corinthian soccer stars figure of him with the big head? <laughs> oh yeah. God, I used to have oh, loads of those. God, those goddamn things. I wasn't a football person, but I always found those super neat uh, scores. Oh, man, I yeah. want one of those. I don't like football, so I'm out. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they were cute as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I just wish I did more of them. But for some reason in the 90s, late night, the bobblehead craze was fucking insane. Yeah, not the original Funko, but not... Yeah. And, it's, and it still is now with the Funko Pops, which unfortunately, yeah, I have a few, but they're all from like gifts and Christmas. You know, oh, yeah, you're into this. Have one of these. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Go on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, like my brother had the entire Manchester United team. Did he? Yeah. Really? And he also nice. he used to collect all of them. And I think he had some of Arsenal and stuff like that. And to this day, my mum still has two of them in her cabinet in her house. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I wish I kept them. One of them's David Seaman because everyone, all well, the mums love David Seaman. So. Yeah, my brother had loads of those damn things, all of them. But they, like Rich said, they were kind of cute, and yeah. just yeah, I well, wasn't into them. Yeah, them and the um, I think they did World Cup coins. That, um, oh yeah, I connected quite a lot of. Oh yeah, the coin, the coins. They had like yeah, football players on the back. There. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Collector's Corner. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you've got anything to say, Chris, on the on the uh, presenting of of gladiators. It was, I think, it was almost spot on for the mid mid nineties, to be honest. Because Ulrika was a massive household name. She'd done date, was it daytime TV, and she had done panel shows, and she was kind of well connected. And again, like Rich said, bubbly, easygoing, kind of like it just it just worked. She was the she was the everyday person, like Rich said, giving giving the other co host a, a bit of legitimacy, being. A sports personality as well. It added to that. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for right now? Representation. That was it. That's the, that's uh, the word. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's like legitimate, like sports star. So you had that representation of the sports, and then you had everyday person. So it it was great. I had no yeah. problems with it. No, I was too I was too young to read between the lines and understand what was going on in the newspapers and all that. So I didn't care. It was just fun. I just remember one of the things I remember that was kind of outside of the show a bit extracurricular as it were i think wasn't there an episode was it like the cook report when he uh chased i think it was cobra and wolf because he was doing an expose about like steroid use and drug use in, gladi- in gladiators and Mate, i have not watched the cook report in probably 30 years <laughs> he these silly costumes where he's uh, his fake mustache and that and i think they like <laughs> jumped onto a ferry and fucked off <laughs> he's like he pursued them and they escaped onto a ferry because they wouldn't answer his questions i don't think i'm making this up i think this actually happened and i hope it's been true but yeah it would not surprise me yeah i'm pretty sure so but i think really it was that and then it was just Arika working through the locker room <laughs> <laughs> i think it, you said, i think it was hunter not cobra so yeah i definitely was, remember uh, hunter was hunted hunter. yeah hunter yeah. yeah hunter had both Eureka and jet so wow i wonder he's smug looking well talking about the gladiators what well, was called after the gladiators the glads uh i don't know if i still i don't know if i like that the glads Shit, i don't like it yeah, the, the the main attraction is the gladiators and these like ultimate warriors that 
are there to stop the contenders from scoring their points for the eliminator at the end of the game. Like I said at the beginning, you know, you looked at these people as powerhouses, you know, you had some kind of like little, I don't know, respect for them, I guess, that they were these just old beasts that were just unstoppable. What I want to know about the gladiators and uh, is what your favourite gladiator was Jet. In, the, in the original show and you're not allowed to pick Jet. <laughs> I'd have to Google them now because I don't see what they pay attention it's, to. It's only Jet and Wolf that anyone ever remembers because one was stunning and the other one was a caricature animal man. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I remember, oh, God. I always forget that Sharon Davies was one. Was she? I forgot yeah. that too. Amazon, wasn't it? Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Well, the fact before she was doing like the big breakfast, uh, she was a gladiator. So it's amazing. Crazy. We'll talk about Jet. I think Jet is our favourites. It's a separate uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a bonus episode. Like series and Patreon. But apart from Jet, you know, well, Rich is deciding who else he liked in the show. Is there one? Is there a gladiator that you that you preferred? I always remember Lightning. Lightning, she looked like one of my school friends. It was always Falcon, rest in peace. I always feel she's left us, hasn't she? That's sad. Hmm. Really? She probably, yeah, she died like the other well, a few months ago. She's only like fifty nine. Died of cancer. Oh my god, I didn't know about that. And she's one that like the mullet. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a mullet. Yeah, she's anyone that's I think anyone that's died so far. But I'm struggling. <laughs> I just don't know who they are. Some of these pictures are nineties as fuck. I've seen them now as well. I look at Cobra. It looks like fucking your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra, it's like, oh my god! Like, Have you just looked at the same picture I'm on right now? It's a Daily Star one when he's got his little black and white singlet on. He's got his like nipple poking out. And he just I've, looks... I've just got that one up, right? It looks like someone's put like a an age filter on their faces. It doesn't. Look... <laughs> it doesn't look right. I was like Saracen. He seemed quite fun. Saracen was cool. He seemed like someone you'd have a laugh with. I just found him all unremarkable. I just couldn't get past Jet. <laughs> They're just like. Bit players, other than Wolf, who was clearly like, yeah, Wolf's got something about him. Shadow was good. He had those really like steely white eyes. Really intense. So like, when he was on the duel, looking across me on that podium, I was like, I'm just going to jump off now. Like, <laughs> like, and yeah, like he had something. I just feel like a lot of them didn't really jump out to me. Yeah, okay. I'm still looking at Jet now. Five tabs open. <laughs> John Anderson, the referee, is still alive and kicking at 93. They should brought him back for the new one. Oh, God. He'd probably do a good job, to be honest. Be, be, get him to host it, it'd have been better. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, like, I don't really have a favourite gladiator, I think, other than Jet, but I think one of the lasting legacies of gladiators, if I said to you the name Eunice Hutheart, do you recognise that name? Sounds like something from Star Wars, don't I? It does, yeah. She was she was a contestant that did so well against the gladiators. She became one. She became a gladiator. And do you know Ooh. what she's doing now? Um it says the one that she's got a glass shop or something. No. No, that's not. She her. is working uh in Hollywood as a stunt choreographer and Shit. arranger. And she has her own stunt performing company which does uh literally like almost like death defying stunts for Hollywood. That's Fair play to her. That was in uh... thirty years, and I I remember vividly my mum hating her because <laughs> no 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 because I think what it was was she took the whole arena and by storm that she was back almost every year as a contestant, and what okay. the floor was 
she wiped the floor of all the gladiators and the crowd loved her. And yeah, now she becomes a gladiator and now she's running her own stunt team in Hollywood. Just look her up on IMDb. You'll be amazed at what she's worked on. I think she's done Mission Impossibles and stuff like that. And yeah, I've, it's one of those names. And she was actually interviewed by... Was it behind the scenes on a film about 10 years ago? And I thought to myself, why the fuck do I recognise that name? Looked her up. Yeah, Gladiators. <laughs> UK Gladiators. Which which Gladiator did she play? Do you know? She eventually became Blaze. Oh, yeah. That's so oh, cool. What story? Hey. She's the only UK contender to ever become a Gladiator. And now she's been a stunt double. And she's worked as a stunt double for Famke Janssen, Anshin Jolie, Mila Jovovich and Uma Thurman. Damn. Whoa, hang on a minute. She's worked on GoldenEye, Titanic, Fifth Element, The Avengers, The Wolfman, Tomb Raider series. She's Angie and Jolie's double of choice for all of her projects and is the godmother to her daughter. Damn. V for Vendetta, Alice in Wonderland, Paradox, Rise of Skywalker, where she was the stunt supervisor or coordinator. That's mad. <laughs> I have to say this now because otherwise I'll forget to say it later and I want this to be on the episode. I just kind of just wandered onto the international section of that site mm-hmm. and... <laughs> The Nigerian version looks sick. Is and it? there is actually a gladiator. His name is Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, fine, fuck it. So, Hot Dog. He wins. Yep. That's his actual gladiator name. <laughs> got one called T Rex, Terminator. Oh, one called Titanic. That's not very really good. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's name is actually Tony Voltron, as in, like, the robot. Really? The as, in, as in Voltron, as so in you Voltron. You could literally have called him Voltron and be like, sick, but he named him after a doomed cruise loader. <laughs> yeah, but they called him Voltron, they'd have to fucking pay royalties. <laughs> fucking hot dog, mate. What the fuck? The Russian, the Russian version looks exactly like you'd expect it to. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? They all the all the gladiators look identical. They've got blonde hair. <laughs> six, six foot five, <laughs> square shot. <laughs> what film was that? Where was, was it the German tennis team oh, or something? That, like? was, that was top secret. Was it, it was top secret? secret. It was East German, <laughs> East German uh, women's. Weightlifting team as I remember. <laughs> fucking so politically incorrect. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was top secret. And you, <laughs> listeners, be top secret. listeners, you could probably imagine what we're talking about. Please look it up. I don't oh. want. I don't want to be uh, slammed for uh, indecent. Oh man. <laughs> so quite a while ago, I asked um, for your favourite gladiators. Japanese version. Sorry, it yep. wasn't Jet. Have we come up with an answer? It sounds like an hour ago. I'm on the Japanese version now, sorry, so I'm going to probably pick one of these guys. Oh my god, Japanese version is amazing. Anyway, sorry, yeah, back to it. Um, I'm probably going to go with, it has to be the Wolfman, because he was a character. He was larger than life. He kind of, he had something about him that was, he he did something none of the other gladiators did. He, he brought that kind of wrestling theatrics to the role. You know, he booed him. He was always up in the face of the contestants. You know, knocking the microphone at Rika's hand, he would have talked to her. You know, he was like pissed when he got beat. And yeah, he was interesting. And I I never like it. And I can't remember to what degree they did it on the old show, but I know they do it in the new one. I know it annoys me. I don't like the gladiators being friendly. <laughs> I don't like them being like, oh, give me a hug. Oh, well done. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I want them to like say something incredibly offensive to them about like, you know, a relative or something, and then just like push him and then walk off in a huff. And I'm like, yeah, this is, we should fear them. I don't want to be yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's my really buff mate who we had a wrestle with when I won. He's like, oh, yeah, give mm-hmm. him a noogie. You know, it's like, no, they want to be, I want them to be pricks, all of them. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, prick. Yeah, fair enough. And what Wolf was right. the prickiest prick? Yep. Yep. Chris, have you come up with one? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm siding with Rich on this one because he is the only one I remember and I I I'm looking at images and I remember their faces but I remember nothing of what they do. But if you said to me Wolf the Gladiator, in my head there's like five or six clips in my head of what he did. He was just this great abrasive character that you needed in a show like that. You needed that unfriendliness and it just happened to be that one person. But the guy was so charismatic. When he wasn't on the show, he was almost in character when he was interviewed on TV shows he'd appear on. In fact, I think he even appeared in one of those TV shows in his leotard, if I remember rightly. But it was just fun. Like I said, I, I literally cannot choose another gladiator that's not Jet because I have no memories of them. Fair enough. I, I kind of remember Hunter. Uh, I was always happy to see Hunter, I think, because he was he was always up for battling hard against and he was always pretty good. Cobra, I remember Warrior. I think Warrior, when he came on, always did kind of a good job. But I'm with you guys. Um, without with Jet out of the equation, um, it goes to Wolf for 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 everything because it was that it was fun to hate him. It was fun to see him do stuff, bad stuff, just so you could boo him. And without that, I think I think the show would have been a bit flatter for for it. So mm. so I think it's, it's quite interesting that we all come to Wolf for that point. But I mean, come on, well, come on then. What is it about Jet? But that's not you um, know, her good looks. She was she was impressive. I mean, she was generally really impressive and really cool to watch. Like she was really cool, but she's also just incredibly, incredibly attractive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bullshit you. You know, I can't lie to our audience. <laughs> And I'm gonna and I'm gonna quote Roger Moore here and say it was a nice little nothing that she was almost wearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's I think that's why. Um. But you know, I mean, I, I watched one of the episode, old episodes the other day. She did hang tough, which was her, which was her event. She she did this like backflip or front side flip thing or whatever before when she was introduced, and I forgot she did that. And like she just yeah. pulls it off with ease. I used to like she used to do like the electric guitar with her leg. That was so cool. Yeah, she's put the old leg up. She used to do like the air guitar with it. I was like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, that's so cool. But yeah, I mean, Hang Tough was her event. I think she was always the one to beat beat on Hang Tough. And oh yeah, completely. It, I mean, Hang Tough wasn't my favorite event of the show, but like, I am wondering what your guys like when you saw an event come up and you're just like, fucking yes, come on. What was it? I think for me. It probably is going to be a bit of a go-to answer for probably at least I reckon Chris, but it has to be atmospheres. Yeah, because... it's human, humans in hamster balls. Yeah, it's hamster explosions. balls. Yeah, setting off explosions. It doesn't get better yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm incredulous that so far it's not been in the new series. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I've got it on next to me on mute, and I've not seen it yet. Yeah, well, don't get don't get hopes up because it ain't coming. Yeah, you won't see it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it has to be atmosphere because it was just so kind of different. It wasn't, I mean, yeah, you see, well, like with Hang Tough, obviously it's very impressive visual because they're like, it's really fucking high up, but they are just, it's that same kind of like monkey bar kind of ring thing that you see in PE. You see it like in sports to a degree. Yeah, the principle's the same, but it's so unique seeing someone running around in a hamster ball setting off explosions. Like It's just so damn cool. Like, it's different. I think if it probably was an atmosphere, I probably would say, oh, what was it called again now? 
I'm going to have to look it up. Sorry, bear with me. It's the one with the bridge where they used to fire the tennis balls out of the cans. It wasn't very athletic. I mean, it was for the competitor, obviously, but the bloody gladiator was just sitting there with a bloody gun. I was like, okay. Is that a danger right. zone? It could be. Um, is that the one where they, they ran to different stations and they had a different weapon at each station? Yeah, that was like that was like, um, like the gauntlet, wasn't it? Or joust, or whatever it's called. And then they had uh, the gladiator on a podium firing tennis balls at them. And yes, the idea, and the idea was that the uh, the contender had to get through. It was danger zone. Yes, it was danger yeah. zone. Yeah, I like danger zone. I thought that was, was really super cool. Cool. Yeah, because you just wanted you just wanted to fire the weapons that they were using. And that was the kind of one they could merchandise as well. I don't remember. Was there probably a danger zone playset with the vivid imaginations toys? I'm sure there was. I mean, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. Like, but yeah, no, Atmosphere was amazing. Always loved Atmosphere just because. Like you say, it was different and it was a bit unpredictable. And I think I think one of the things that why it's not in the new one is that I just think it's just a bit past its time in health and safety world that we live in. They're still hanging 20 feet above the, uh, you know, right now, 20 feet above the thing uh, mm-hmm. on monkey bars with no wires. So I can't understand mm. how the atmospheres can be unsafe. I, I don't know. Like when they collide and like the, the shock could like give you whiplash or something i don't know actually i had to say an honorable mention actually because it's just popped in my head um sky track which is oh, the one that's that like the one. upside down scale yes yes oh yeah it's so cool but anyway yeah, i won't say any more because i know you've chosen this <laughs> and so yes yeah. yeah no let's i'll talk about mine now then and uh yeah sky track was one of mine and i loved it just because i mean it was i mean who thought of these things up like let's get a scale electric style track let's hang it from a ceiling <laughs> Let's get the contenders and the gladiators to then be suspended upside down on this Sky Electric's track and then have to... New... Why is it not in a new fucking series, man? That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, oh, like, there's no reason for it not to be on the new one, I don't think. The and... ring, which is the <laughs> shittiest one I've ever seen. Like, run into the middle of the wall before and touch the circle. It's like, cool, yeah. <laughs> It'd be more interesting if it was based on the Japanese horror film, The Ring, and like, <laughs> like Fury coming over well or something. I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I'll be climbing down that. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just so cool. And then, like, obviously, the contenders start off and like watching some of them, and like they really go for it. And um, then with the gladiators chasing them, and they've got to try and press a button that's um, being dragged along by the contender. And uh, obviously, if the gladiator. Oh, God, there was, wasn't it? I forget about yeah. that little aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. And if the gladiator had. Um, if the gladiator pushed the button, then the contender had lost and, and was out. It was just great. Just loved it. Like, just scale electrics, upside down, high up in the ceiling. Perfect. What terrifying. Would you ask for? Seriously, terrifying. Yeah. And I, I have to pick. I have to pick uh, Eliminator. I have to pick the Eliminator. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the event that ended every show mm-hmm. because because it was the eliminator and it's just iconic it's the uh, it's the most iconic gladiator event out there i think and F- fucking music it, man oh we're getting there we're getting there and like <laughs> seeing you know obviously the whole idea is like these these contenders are gaining points and the more points you get the more of a head start you get on the eliminator watching and especially if you've got two good contenders and then that one contender who hasn't, who's had been that with the handicap, is catching up and then catches and goes ahead. And like, there's nothing you can't beat it. No. All the different obstacles in the Eliminator, the, that music playing in the background, 
the crowd roaring. And then if you did get that one where the contender was catching up and sometimes overtakes and just grabs the win at the end, you you can't you can't beat it. I also it played out best when you'd have one like contestant that was really quite ahead, and then yeah. they struggled on that travelator. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. contestant caught with them, and then they both started struggling, and it mm-hmm. was just proper head to head. It completely like neutralized everything that had happened prior to that point, yep. and it was just an uphill race. And they said that music was going and fucking the crowds going. I was like, this is like peak light entertainment, man. This is so cool. <laughs> Really got like goosebumps watching that stuff. It was so the bad. Commentators losing his mind. Yeah, um, you know, and just all of that, just brilliant. Just can't, just couldn't beat it. So I have, I have to choose the Eliminator as well because it's just, it's just peak gladiators. Oh yeah, Chris, what about yourself, mate? Well, uh, yeah, I think me and Rich tied with the atmospheres, and I think we're all gonna, we're all gonna tie with the Travelator because that's just before we had Ninja Warrior over here. That was the kind of closest we'll ever get the new one here is uh ridiculously similar and i think that was the vibe they were going for with the new one where it looks identical if you mute the tv you could be watching it in the 90s or now and mm. yeah when it gets to the travelator or there was if i remember rightly there was one team of contestants where they were both struggling and then they ended up helping each other yeah it does ring a bell and it wasn't it wasn't up the travelator it was one thing where this guy just kept struggling and in the end they both did it together, and I think they like almost tied within like half a second. I'd be pissed if I was that guy that lost if he was the one that helped him. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I might be misremembering. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I'm. Sh- I just remember someone going, "Look, come on, let's, let's do it one step at a time." I'm sure I remember that somewhere. But yeah, the the eliminator was just class. And all the, all these elements, and like Jason said, you get to that travelator and you just see them break. And they've done all these massive events and exertion and hanging 30 feet above the arena floor and metal rings and stuff. And they get to this just travelator and it breaks them. And it's crazy because they're just against physics and gravity. And have you, have you ever tried a travelator? No. Unless you count me going up the down escalator in a <laughs> department store, mm-hmm. which I did as a kid, thinking it of was course. the uh, Travelator, mm. or in the airport when you walk along, you know, the mm. one going the yeah. other way. Those those fucking Jetsons fucking moving floors that you get in airports that no one likes using. There was we went. I went to EGX a couple of years ago, and they had a four guys thing uh, going on, and there was this event where they had a Travelator, and you had to try and run up the travelator, go down, and then run up again. It was how many circuits you could do, and the team with the most circuits won that round or whatever. Um, I could do it once. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really, like, I, I, the eye-feet coordination, it's bonkers. <laughs> like, you get ready to do it, and as soon as you put your first foot on there, and it, it's just weird. It really screws up with your brain. The what I was told was is that you have to keep looking forward. Don't look at your feet. Mm. Don't look where you're putting your feet because that's what really screws you over because you see the arrows going down and you're trying to go up, and you just can't work your feet properly. And like the idea is like you look forward where you're going and just don't look down. But even looking yeah. forward, I couldn't fucking do it. It was <laughs> it was a mess. So. Probably like where Chris brought up like the whole escalator thing. Like probably where this obviously it's much slower as well, but it's probably escalate is so much easier when it's in steps. It's yeah, giving yeah. you that kind of guide yeah. to work with, yeah. kind of like yeah. a boundary each step. To yeah, I didn't really think about that. But it's just yeah, flat. It's, 
That's messed yeah, up. No, it's really screwy. And like, even if you watch it now, um, even the old ones mostly, and even the new ones, a lot of people are just looking straight ahead. They're not looking down. They're just looking straight at that rope because that's that's how you've got to do it. Because if, if you do look down, mate, you're screwed. It, it definitely confirmed 100% that I would never be on Gladiator. No. So. <laughs> just for that reason, obviously, I'm as fit as a fiddle. You know, I'll just walk on there and just cruise past them all. And the Travelator would be the one that just screws me over. But there was one other event I just wanted to shout out quickly before we move on, and that was the Rocket Ball, which I really uh, quite enjoyed too. And if, if you can't remember Rocket Ball, and that was one where they had the um, all these different balls hanging from a ceiling, and they were all like bungee ropes, and they had to bounce down onto the floor and then bounce up and then try and uh, grab a ball. Oh yeah, um, and then bounce back to their station and put the ball in the basket to score points. And the higher they bounced up, the high, uh, there was different coloured balls. So if they've got the red ball or whatever, it was a lot more points than the yellow balls, which are a lot lower. And then obviously they had the gladiators uh, coming from a, a different angle on their bungee bungee rope to try and stop them from um, from getting the balls. And it was good fun. I enjoyed that. Is there anything else you want to guys want to talk about on original gladiators? Again, I just really like the fact that it kind of became I mean, we're talking about it from just this thing we watched on TV. I don't know Chris touched upon it, you know, talking about the playgrounds, you know. People, you know, kids replicating it at school and stuff. But I just love that it became this thing that was an actual kind of craze and it was a thing that we had. Mm-hmm. I know there were international versions and I know it started off in America, but that we had this British like kind of institution at a point and it was merchandised. It was this big commercial like thing before we had like, you know, Doctor Who resurgence and that stuff. And everyone loved it. And I said, I loved, I loved, loved, loved the sticker album. I completed that. <laughs> Just, yeah, I had some figures, and I just thought that was quite a special thing. I mean, we were entering that golden era where I think we had that. We had like you know things like all those Jerry Anderson shows that were pumping out merch, and it was all British. And I was like, this is so cool. It wasn't mm-hmm. all based on like you know Saturday morning cartoons we were watching or American shows after school. It was just nice to have something that was our own. That was. Yeah, and I, and I think what well, you mentioned about the American one, I think that I think that was true, wasn't it? Where the they the American one looked at our version and was like, they're doing it so much better that they they brought over some of us. Did they really? Our... I didn't really look into. That. I didn't know that. Uh, I think that was the case. I might be bullshitting. I might be talking out my ass, but I'm sure <laughs> that they. Uh, I'm sure they. Uh, you know, try to take stuff from our version to try and make their version better because we just we just smashed it. Okay, well, all that's left to do with the original gladiators before we talk about the reboot is to uh, to give us give it an overall verdict and a score to put it on the board because we do have to put the original gladiators on the board i mean it would seem amiss if we did not do that while we're talking about it so we'll come to you first rich and uh yeah what's your overall verdict on on the gladiators and uh and your score it was just it was just like iconic television for me it just was at a time i think where it was very much the formative years of just having things you gravitated towards and really got into being a fan of it and you just enjoyed all the merchandise and the hype and you know, the event television nature of it. And I just think, yeah, it's one of my most iconic shows that time in my life. And so I still remember. That's why we're recording a podcast about it. It's why I'm watching the reboot. It's just, it's endured. It's endured so well. Uh, even when I watch old episodes now, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a nice big hearty 9.5 Actually, I'll give it a 9.6. Jet just knocks it up a little bit higher. <laughs> 9.6 for Rich. Uh, Chris? I'm going to go 
slightly lower, reached his original score, 9.5. Because, oh, come on, it was 1992. I was, what, eight? Was it 92 this was out or 94? I can't remember. Glad 92 would have been, 92? I think. Yeah, 92 yes. it was, yeah. Yeah, it was perfect entertainment for kids in 92 on a Saturday night. I have happy memories of sitting with my mum and my brother watching it on that Saturday night. And like you are now, Jason, you are now sitting with your children enjoying the new version with snacks and having a great time. And that doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. And for that reason alone, I think this is going to end up scoring quite high because, again, like I said earlier, I remember playing Gladiators in the playground at school, talking about it as kids. And yeah, I think it's going to score quite high. So It is going to score high because I'm going to give it 9.5 as well. Because it is just one of those iconic TV shows from our childhood that's just stayed with us for our life. And it's always been that show that you look back on with such fondness and happy memories of watching on a Saturday night and just having a great time. It just got you through the school week because you knew it was going to be it was going to be on on the Saturday. And you you can't you can't not you can't knock it for that. It, it's it's just iconic and getting it through our adulthood. By looking back at that time, watching Gladiators and just making you smile or just making you reminisce about something that you saw on the show, just get you through a little bit of a sad time. That's enough on its own, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. So, 100% agree. So, so yeah, 9.5 for me as well. Well, And, of course, Steve's not here, is he? Um, so we need to, well, Steve will give it a 9, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, to be on the safe side, I think a 9. Nice fitting 9. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. About a nine for Steve. So all that added together gives it 37.6. Nice. Total for Gladiators, which means it does sit in between Doctor Who Series 1 and The Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Nicely placed. Why not? Why not? <laughs> is, it good? is it better or worse than Top Secret? Uh, well, I mean, the only film on the board that's better than Top Secret is Jurassic Park. So, well, I think it's fair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> brings it at number seven in our board. So, it's quite a nice place for Gladiators, I reckon. Beautiful stuff. Well, let's take a let's take a little break. Let's listen to some music from Gladiators. It's probably going to be the Illuminate music. Um, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> sugarcoat this at all. Um, and enjoy the Illuminate music. Um, it won't be the it won't be the one with vocals uh, because. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea it had vocals until you sent that. I was like, wait, what? Oh, it's so sick. I was like, after 30 odd years, that's news to me, that is. Um, I'll put, uh, if I remember, I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes for the uh, vocal version so you guys can check it out. But um, yeah, enjoy some Eliminator music now. And then uh, when we come back, we shall have a chat about the reboot.
So BBC decided to reboot Gladiators. How were we feeling about this when we heard the news? I mean, I think excitement, but also kind of a, quite a bit of trepidation because I saw that Sky One on Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, it's light entertainment in 2023 slash 2024. It's the BBC. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's probably going to be just uh, bloody Michael McIntyre on it or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> something on. to just make it the most low and lowest common denominator of shite. And I was like, oh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, I mean, I was optimistic. I, I don't think I really followed the progress of it much. Because I think, again, I think as nice as it is, and we're talking about it now, TV doesn't, it's not, at least that kind of stuff, it doesn't really resonate with us anymore. I think older people maybe still, but we don't watch it. I don't really watch television. If I watch anything that's like traditional TV, it's stuff that is from the States. I stream Mm. it. I don't watch scheduled programming on the BBC of all places. So... It was nice to know it existed, but I wasn't like super invested. And here I am now. I've watched every episode so far, so <laughs> it, it yeah, must um, be doing something right. So yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I remember hearing that. Be well, first it was the BBC, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." You know how it's gone full circle from ITV to the BBC. So I knew they were doing it, uh, but like you, I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't following it intensely or anything. I just thought that they were just going to screw it up. It was going to be quite shit, and it probably wasn't worth my time uh, to to concentrate on doing on 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 seeing where they were and whatever else and stuff. So, I I didn't know that they were going back to an arena. I didn't know anything. So, when it finally arrived on the Saturday night for episode one, I was taken I was taken aback by it already. Mm-hmm. But what was your feelings, Chris, when you first heard about the reboot? Again, I think these days. Me especially, I'm so disjointed from a lot of stuff that's happening, like entertainment-wise, because you don't consume entertainment like we used to. You don't stay in on a Saturday night and watch broadcast TV anymore. Like you put on YouTube, you put on Netflix, or you put on other third-party apps to watch your stuff now. So here, that Gladiators was coming back again. It was trepidation. It was like, oh, what are they going to do? How are they going to do it? How are they going to how are they going to change a thirty-odd-year-old program to today? And it turns out visually that they've done it really, really well. In fact, it looks so identical and so well done that you, I said earlier, you could be watching the original show in HD on a new one now, and you'd just think at a quick glance it was the same thing. The only thing that is different is the hosts and the, maybe the way it's filmed. I've only watched two and a half episodes because obviously I've had a, I've had a bit of a, a few weeks, and yeah. like I watched half of one at work on my break today i was i was quite pleasantly surprised at the production of it yeah i think i think we were all taken aback by that i i i've not seen as many episodes of you guys so it's kind of like a a new thing for me to process when when i saw the first episode like i say i was taken aback and i just couldn't believe it it felt like i was back watching gladiators on itv in the 90s they seem to have just nailed the feeling and what Gladiators was about. And, you know, back in the arena, crowd going nuts. I don't know, like, it was just, it just felt, it just felt like Gladiators. We might as well go to the very start of each episode, really. And, like, the first episode, I had the biggest smile on my face. Opening titles, 
Yeah. Unironically, unapologetically, <laughs> no messing, yeah. no meddling, no yeah. changing, no tweaks, no, oh, we're going to update it. They just played the fucking original yeah. theme tune for the 90s show. I was like, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't some cute little nod. It's the theme for every goddamn week. And I'm like, yes. You've, yeah. you've just straight out of the gate, you've won me around. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to make it like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it edgy and serious and dark and new. And no, you just, this is the kind of same. We know we're going to get a backlash if we don't use it because I'm sure a shit certain it wasn't on the Sky One show. And they just they just went for it. They thought, nah, sod it. You know, we're whatever production things we might talk about later that don't feel as faithful to it or as good as the original. That they just throw the original theme in there, like open and closing credits. Just chef's kiss. Love it. Love yep, it. and they 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 you know. They showed each gladiator in the title sequence as well, just like they did in the mm-hmm. old time. Yes, and yeah, it just it just transported you straight back, didn't it? I was very surprised at that myself. I didn't expect it because obviously it's now a BBC production. Well, it was pre-produced by someone, and BBC won the bidding war. I guess I, I don't know the politics of it, but M- is it MGM is kind of production partner, aren't they? MGM Amazon. Oh God. <laughs> You see it, their bomb is MGM, an Amazon company. <laughs> I wasn't even paying that much yeah, attention. You see it at the very end of the credits, you see like the static graphic, the still graphic at the end. It's like BBC, something else, I think, and then there's MGM, an Amazon company. They should have just held it in a fulfillment centre. Be <laughs> 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 big enough. <laughs> it was like the old travelator with the boxes on it. Yeah. <laughs> So we we had that we had the that just amazing title sequence and uh, yeah like you say I think it just set the tone for what was to come and like we saw mm. the arena and I think like one of the, we saw one of the first changes straight away with the int- where they introduced the contenders because it was like they introduced one set of contenders and then they did the first round of the first game and then they really, then they yeah. you know introduced the second group of uh, contenders and then do that second round of the first first event and i don't mind that i don't think it grates on me at all but i don't really know if it makes sense i like that it keeps at least like the first contenders like fresh and i mean i know it's only minutes on tv but probably nowadays with this you know the audience is a bit different i think it keeps them a bit fresher in your mind when you get to the first game instead of like here's the women chat 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 here's the men and then we go back to the women for the first game it's like the women are like boom in your face <laughs> Quick chat, first game. Then I think it just keeps. Yeah, I, don't, I think it just flows a bit better, mm. and they're, they're fresher in your mind. As you know, we're a modern audience with no attention span. We're probably looking at our phone <laughs> half the time anyway, because yeah, it could be the best show on earth, and we're ignoring it because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously, in episode one, it, the first event was Jewel. It had to be Jewel. It was just yeah, again, just just set the just set the feelings. Like my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Can't believe I'm seeing someone battle a gladiator on, in Jewel in 2024, and mm-hmm. it just I don't know. Like, Thirty years later, <laughs> yeah, it's even worse than that. It's 32 years later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, God. Uh... And, and I think one of the other changes were, were straight evident there. Like when I watched back one of the old ones, they kind of did the same thing, but it wasn't so. President, uh, I don't know. It just didn't stick out as much, I guess, because they didn't do what they do in the new one, and that is before Jewel starts. They look, they look like the camera pans between the eyes of the gladiator and the contender, 
Mm. And then you get that like heartbeat mute sound now, don't we, in the new one? I like that. That's probably the only production change I like in terms of the games. But I always hate, like, I feel like music was more prominent in the original series. Well, I feel like now, at least when we get to the Eliminator later, it just feels very nondescript, very background. You barely notice it. I used to like the, the urgency and the epicness of the music in the original series. So, But I do like the heartbeat thing. And you bring okay. it up, and I don't really think about yeah. it. But yeah, it was like that kind of slight heart monster. Beep, yeah, they got the heartbeat. They're looking yeah. at each, you know, they keep panning between each um, set of eyes, and that then they cool. just cut to the countdown, like three, two, one, boom, go. Yeah. Um, but you, you're right with the music, it, it is missing. I think that was like we've mentioned before when we talked about the original, yeah. it, was, it was part of it, you know, having that background music just pomping up a little bit more in the background it just made it that little bit more exciting the, the eliminator is literally mm, t, mm, t, mm, t, mm, yeah it's like the fuck is this like i'm not i'm not, I'm not demanding that you give me the original theme but give me some bloody music something with a bit of uh, energy to it yeah it's like the bloody the, the phonics monkey from south park of yeah. it's just like the hell is what, this like what one of, what one of us should do is like screen record that moment and then add um sonic the hedgehog running out of air that'd be sweet i mean we, we've seen some events come back you know we've seen the wall which is great i love the wall, love um, the wall. and uh they, they play it well powerball they brought powerball back mm. which was another uh, good event you mentioned earlier, Rich, about the ring, which I think is probably one of the like worst ideas uh, for for an event. Like, here's the floor. There's a circle in the middle. To just fuck about the outside, run into the middle, touch the circle. It's like, oh, cool. Okay, I guess that's good. I don't know. I mean, they they got some. That there are some good like body checks, like f- f- from mm. the gladiators tr- stopping the contenders from getting to the button in the middle. I was watching, like, because obviously with her rugby background, like, fucking Fury is, like, doing bloody, like, German yeah. suplexes on people. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. There was, like, great. proper heavy, <laughs> like, it's like, grabs and pounds, and it was just, yeah. like, gee, you could feel it. You could feel the pain through the screen um, mm. that, that the contender must have felt. But I think um, I do like one of the new events that they brought in. I can't, can't remember what it's called now. Like, the one with the frames, and they suspend it in the, to the ceiling. Well, that um, big, big bit of like that lattice edge. trellis they have to run across there. Yeah, I think it's, is it called the edge, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that event. It's really cool. Um, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm oh, just dude, I'll just like, I'll fucking fall off. Yeah, straight away. Um, but even on the last one that we watched last weekend, and it's really exciting. I just really like that event and mm. the 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 way um, like one con- uh, one contender managed to get uh, push fury off. So she she was just able to go backwards and forwards, and like my kid was absolutely loving it. Um, that happening. That's so and, nice you saying that your kid yeah. is like just in their shit. I was like, oh my god. Ooh. That is one of the things. Like I mean, I didn't mention it at the beginning. It's like watching this with my children. I just never thought I'd be able to watch New Gladiators with my children on a Saturday night. It's just brilliant. But then I think on one of the other ones, like uh, one of the gladiators, just the way in which they grabbed the contender and just pulled them off uh, the the frame. I think they kind of pushed him onto their chest and like he bounced back. I think that was the old guy, the 57-year-old. How does he um, do 57? Yeah. Jesus. He was so so tiny as well, but he yeah. looked so youthful. Made me, made me feel like shit seeing him. I was like, you bastard. 
I can't yeah. even get out of the chair without bloody complaining. No. <laughs> Groaning and clicking and yeah, you know, like traveling like, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't get up the stairs. <laughs> just like, but yeah, I know what you mean. There's been I mean, especially with uh, the edge, I found some really cool moments in that. Like I think it was maybe the week before last, maybe it was, when like Fury just ate shit off the edge. She just like mm-hmm. went off. She yeah. almost like kind of missed the contestant and kind of lost yeah. her thing. I was I like, there's some real like drama from that. And other times they just like spear the contestant off the edge. I'm like, whoa. And when it goes the whole like slow motion, whoop, yeah. into the net, I was like, this yeah, is cool. Great. Yeah, it really like, like builds up. Like, you know, there's a net there, but it's kind of, like, oh shit, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you kind of feel like, oh God, this is bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. there that, oh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but. That that um oh what's her name called the contestant in the last episode where she kind of got Ooh, a Betty. bit messed up yeah Betty she got oh Betty she got a bit messed <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> I did a whoopsie off the edge <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> I'd watch Frank Spencer and Gladiators I'm not gonna lie oh that'd be <laughs> great oh just like. <laughs> I love um, that. So, sorry, a contestant got messed up. Yeah, she she kind of got I don't know. She kind of got rugby tackled off off the of the frame, didn't she? And yeah, then the way that she landed. Yeah, I think she was like the gladiator was underneath her, and they both went off into the net. So she kind of landed oh, right. on the gladiator. So the gladiator absorbed the net. They were kind of okay, but she just basically broke her fall on a person. Oh, <laughs> and kind of got a bit. Oh, oh. But yeah, she was alright. So I saw I saw a clip of one of the the uh, male contestants like screwed his knee up. Mm, yeah, this just this just came up on YouTube. Was it the other day when I was looking up clips, and his knee gave out, and he just took five, and he came back, and he just carried on going. Oh, that was Finley, the guy in the first episode, I and think. he yeah. became like a national treasure, didn't he, or something <laughs> oh, in, yes. in in the audience. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa, what the hell? Like, we're back to this again where the contestant's like, yeah, fuck this, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'm going the distance. I think some of the other events haven't been so successful. Like, we mentioned the ring, um, but I think Gauntlet was has been a bit of a been of a poor, really. I don't yeah. think the new Gladiators really know what, they, what they're doing with it. I think, yeah. You know, I mean, you must remember, like it, it was the same with the original show, wasn't it? Like that first series, they're all just trying to find their feet. This is the first time they're actually doing it for, for proper, mm. and like it's not, it's just not going to. That hopefully, if we get another series, which I think we probably will, um, they're going to be stronger and and have better tactics for these games. But the gauntlet, yeah, it's, it's just been easy for them. Yeah, no, I mean, way more times than not, I've seen contestants just. Breeze through them or just yeah. power through them. A few of them I've seen. Like, was the one that was like a, a couple of weeks ago? A guy just like got completely like knocked back to the first section. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was pissing myself. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Back you, could see, you, you could kind of see that they were kind of getting it. They were, they were yeah. starting to get it, and they're starting to find their their tactics. And even the producers are finding the best gladiators for the events because obviously mm. they're just kind of guessing as well, aren't they? They know yeah. now to stick giant at the back of gauntlet and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fucker for them. So I think so much of it, at least early on was he's just trying to kind of get gladiators to screen time. So they were just kind of putting them out there in the right kind of rotation and not so much probably for the sake of the games, which sounds mm. kind of silly really. Cause mm-hmm. obviously you want the best gladiators, but I think 
they're just trying to establish them. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I think like, like what you said, I think now they kind of done that. They can be a bit more deliberate with, uh, where they put the pieces, so to speak, and, uh, get the best out of the games. Because yeah. yeah, some of them, some of them have been pretty woeful in the gauntlet. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could have got through it, and I'm, an, <laughs> yeah, I'm, an, exactly. I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so I mean, I think their choices of events have been good so far, for the most part. I, I am now starting to wish that they would mix it up a little bit more because it seems to be the same ones every week. Oh yeah, completely is yeah. And I feel like and we need now a little bit more of a bigger rotation of events in, in the show because it is getting a, it's still good and like unpredictable things are still happening, but it is getting quite predictable. And even my youngest who will watch it with, it's like, Oh no, not this one again. You know, we, yeah. we've got to that point of the show now where, where now he's saying that. So he's probably not the only one who's watching it again. Uh, not, not, you know, not the ring again. Um, Can you imagine they chuck Atlas Fear on TV? He's going to lose his mind. He like, would absolutely lose his thing, mind. Oh my with, God! With the Atlas <laughs> they were interesting. There's a lot going on. There was explosions and humans in big hamster balls. Big, How is that not a selling yeah. point today? Big well, like, metal cage hamster balls are like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. It's, yeah. That's but, actually gladiatorial. It's like big, yeah. like just. It's even yeah. called. Atlas fears. Yeah. It's a play on three words. But the 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 point is like even the original show, I found the gauntlet boring as fuck. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's mostly people with pads that have got to stop someone running in a straight line. You got like wolf in it and stuff, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like run out wolf without hoping the best. But, anyway. like, like... Were, I, I just but I suppose they got a limited budget for, for sets and props and God knows what else. So they've got to re- get their money's worth, right? They spent all the money on the ring, didn't they? So, <laughs> Yeah. But they've got plenty of events to look um, to use as, I don't know, like there's lots of events from the old series that they could bring back to the new one in a, in a, in a safe environment. So I'm hoping that they, that's what they do. Or even bring some new ones in like they did with The Edge and, you know, just mix it up a little bit more and just... Um, not make it so predictable with the events. I would like to see them, and I know they actually retired this one because I know Jet got it was Jet that got seriously injured and had to like retire from the latest. I always like Pyramid. Mm. One I did know that. she got injured on that one. I didn't yeah, know. she got major. This wasn't even like a TV taping. I think it was actual like live tour kind of one they did. <laughs> oh fuck! And uh, and then yeah. she took a long break from that, didn't she, from the show because of that injury? She was, she was gone quite yeah, right she, afterwards. Yeah, she. she yeah, but she actually retired from the show. It's like '96, yeah. I think it was. She mm. never came back. No, no, they they axed it because of that. But no, I think they brought it back for the Sky one. Made changes. No one liked it, so they retired it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lesson that they don't need to 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 relearn in the BBC one. Yeah. But obviously, we've we've mentioned the Gladiators a little bit, the new ones. And how, how do you how do you guys feel about the new Gladiators? For the most part, I like them. I think they're kind of finding some identity. There's still there's some that already really kind of stand out. I'm not a big fan of their outfits. I feel like they should have a bit more. They look way too uniform in sense of from one gladiator to the next. Mm. It's kind of like watching UFC where they all have like generic Reebok shorts now and they all look the same. Anton's quite cool with his with his hood. Yeah, so exactly. That's great. Do that. They need to do more of that. I don't feel there's enough of it. I just 
I mean, because like, even the original Gladiators they had that kind of red and the blue color scheme, like separate mm. to one another, but they had the real kind of like, um, what do you call it? Air sprayed kind of like art on them and stuff. And now they're just like, here's my little logo on my breast. I'm like, I better tell <laughs> them apart. Yeah, it's a bit corporate. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they could be a bit more. And that's not a knock on them. I just feel like maybe wardrobe could be a bit better. But I like them. I mean, there's some that really stand out. I think Diamond stands out really, really well. She's like fucking yeah, tall yeah, as shit. Rich. Amazing legs. And Wardrobe, just... Wardrobe's designed by AI now. Exactly, yeah. All the guys have got six fingers. Um, yeah. <laughs> dog grown out their back. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, you've got Diamond, who's really distinct. Tall, long legs, like really long blonde hair. You've got Dynamite, the little one that's all like baby-faced. Mm-hmm. Fury, fucking juggernaut. I love Fury. She's so cool as hell. Yeah, my my wife is my wife is like a massive crush on her. <laughs> yeah, like she's saying, like I would leave you for her. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean Viper is really filling in that wolf role. I love him. I think it's great. I kind of almost part of me almost kind of prefers him to Wolf. I'm like, you know what? I think I would have liked him more when I was a kid. He's actually way cooler than Wolf. He's terrifying when they do like the duel. He's like. That's like he's got a face on. But I think he was one of the contenders, and like he was saying, like he was growling at me. It's <laughs> like oh, great. Yes, dude's he's, like, growling into it. and snarling and like trying yeah. to put me off and everything. And I was like, that's brilliant. Like for me as a wrestling fan, they have got the wrestling you know term kayfabe, and the guy he is strictly he abides by kayfabe, which means he's always plays his character. He never breaks character. He just keeps the illusion up. I love that. Wolf mm. did that. And there's too many like friendly, friendly, friendly ones on there. Like, oh, yeah, you do really good, and you're inspiration to me. And you know, it's like fuck no, off. I mean, it's oh, good yeah. to have one or two. Yeah, I know, but yeah. on the whole, I think they should be like you should fear them. Yeah, and I feel like you get that with. I think, at least, actually, in the middle of the game, I think you get that with Fury. But then she kind of shows her personality when they're interviewing her. But like when she does, when they get the camera in on her eyes, like when she's like you see her peering through the helmet, I'm like. Oh, She's terrifying. Yeah. So cool. Mm. Yeah, Viper say no more. I just I do feel like they are establishing them pretty well. And so the yeah. fact I'm reeling off the names of them. Whereas yeah. I probably would be like, um, who's that one again? Um, yeah. um, um no, like Dynamite, Viper, Diamond, but I'm, they're actually rolling off my tongue. And I know I can visualize the person I'm talking about. You know, I haven't got them on my screen right now. So yeah. that's a that's a credit to the producers. Yeah. You, you you got them in my head, you know. They're not yeah, just true. this like cast of like, oh yeah, you know the one, um, that one, you know, nah. the one with the blonde hair and yeah, um, muscles. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, good job. Yeah. I mean, there's some that are a bit. Which I think which one now probably isn't so as an endeared um, himself Apo- to me so much. Apollo. Apollo, yeah, he's a bit weird. He's got that kind of eighties like haircut. He looks a bit like. Bleached hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. There are a few. And, uh, you know, I was very unsure of Legend at the beginning. I didn't Legend's really think... Legend's got a really shit name. I'm sorry. Like, I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like Legend. I just feel like, oh, you Legend. Wee. It <laughs> just doesn't It doesn't evoke, like, oh, yeah, he's Legend. It's, it's a bit louty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the character, his character has kind of come out in the last few episodes. And, like, mm. I think he, he's, he does such a great job of being so pompous and self-loving and it's mm-hmm. it's just brilliant i just i just find it so funny what he's going to come out with 
mm-hmm. um, at the end, end of an event. Uh, even Nitro, Nitro's one of those like nice guy, nice gladiators. He falls into that bracket, but he's got energy to him. Mm. You know, he's he's got he's got a bit of a buzz about him. You know, when he comes out, he's just bouncy and he's just full of it, and you can't help but not like him for that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think yeah, I think they're, they're doing a great. They've done a great job with the uh, the gladiators, and they've picked them wisely. You know, a lot of them Olympics uh, Olympians. A lot of them have come from Team GB. You know, some have done bobsleighing for them, and other uh, lots of different sports. And Fury's mm. been a rugby player, hasn't she? And yeah, yeah, I think I think they've 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 picked a good bunch of uh, of gladiators. They're just hopefully you know, and and it's showing not only in their personality but in their capabilities of getting comfortable with the games getting their own kind of tactics i think so i think i think overall they've they've smashed it i think i think overall there's potential here to like bring it back to maybe some kind of like popularity that it, that the show had back in the 90s I think, as long as they don't screw it up too much yeah, yeah I, think I, I think they've got it yeah i feel like palmy always feels like always going to be a degree of a losing battle i think the tv landscape's changed so much that you're never going to get these kind of shows but that kind of shows, doesn't it, with the viewing figures? Like, was it like eleven million? Wasn't it the first episode? I was like, what the fuck. Yeah, I think it was nine. <laughs> really? Um, and you know, back in our day, like fifteen, sixteen million would be like massive. But yeah. now, like nine million is is massive. Nine million is like fucking World Cup or some shit. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. nine million it was like. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I thought mean, it was it, like eleven. I thought it was like eleven million with like live player, been. like live views as well. It's like oh, crazy. Okay. Like, yeah. shit. I was like, damn, damn, Doctor Who would kill for those figures. <laughs> I'm interested to see. <laughs> I'm not trying to take a shot at Doctor Who, but yeah, it's not exactly killing it in the rings. No. Um, <laughs> and ironically, they got rid of Bradley Walsh. So, <laughs> yeah. hey. uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think I think it shows the appetite that the general public have got for these kind of like entertainment shows. And yeah. I hope I hope that, that shows something to the BBC and, and the rest of the shows. But like you say, it's it's a different landscape now, isn't it? It is, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean I've watched every single goddamn episode on um my player. <laughs> just... <laughs> we we've we've made a point of watching it as it's broadcast. Just makes it feel a little bit more old school. Yeah. It's been quite nice to do oh, it. Totally totally yeah, that. sit there with some snacks and Yeah, we get know, the popcorn just... out. Yeah, and, fair uh, enough. That's yeah. how it should be done. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, well there's only one bad thing, I think. I think the biggest, the biggest sour point, I think, of of the reboot of Gladiators, and look, and that's the presenters, right? Okay, so we've got Bradley and Barney, isn't it? His name, yeah. uh, Barney Walsh. Yeah. Well, I can see, I can see their their thoughts and giving these guys this presenting job. Um, Bradley Walsh is well established TV presenter, professional. You know, he's got a bit of charisma and you know he can pull a joke i mean i think he on his own he'd be all right or with someone else that's not a relative i think they've i think they've missed uh, a chance here like they should have brought back an old gladiator surely i think i said it previous and i thought um what's the name again um bring someone in yeah from a sort of athletic yeah, or, or like a spot, you know, a sportsman, or some, or a retired sportsman, or, or somebody like that, you know, who has that kind of background. But I, I feel like someone with a football back, with a, from a sports background. I think I said to you previously, like having like a, an Alex Scott, like mm. a female footballer. Um, she's obviously an actual presenter and a pundit now as well. Mm. She kind of nicely fits into that sort of John Fashionu kind of role. 
and it kind of would have been a bit of a flip on the dynamic of obviously having John Fashnu from the sports background now having the female presenter being in that role yeah. and have the light entertainment male in that role. I just find in 2024, I find the whole thing really weird as well, like the nepotism aside. <laughs> um, <laughs> having two male presenters for a show like this, not having a dynamic of male-female, that balance. I just it's Here's Bradley Walsh and his fucking son. I just It's so weird. Like it just like he, I felt like cynically just got his son a gig. Like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna do it if you let my son do it with me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like well, Bradley, there's a door. Piss off. We'll get someone else. <laughs> like, he just offers nothing. I just feel like it's Brad says some cringy dad joke, and Barney's like, oh dads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, every link they do is the same. It's like Brad says something about his cock, but it's kind of like <laughs> you know. Thinly veiled enough to not offend an audience, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Dad!" They've gone for the che- cheeky chappy Whoa. dynamic. <laughs> it's like that's literally it. It's like every goddamn link. It's like we get it. He's he's embarrassing, Dad. It's like I don't I don't get it. It's so weird. I don't know what the the, uh, the thought process was with that. I mean, I think I think this is the biggest contention with the show at mm. the moment. Is is the, is just the presenters that they've chosen. And yeah, that there's just better options out there. I think I don't know. We don't know the stories behind it. We don't know if it was a, a last minute thing or or whatever. And it was like, do you know what? We we we, we maybe they try to get other people and they left it to the last minute to say no. And they're like, well, shit, what we're we gonna do? Let's let's get Bradley and and ask Bradley to bring someone with him just so we've got someone to present him. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. We we might find out in the future. Apparently, I'm reading. Oh, um, apparently the BBC has been hammered though with a lot of complaints. About them being the choice, really? Yeah. Go on. Some people literally just asking why. <laughs> I was like, that's as damning as you can get. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, if, hopefully, if uh, they do make an, a, a second series, that the, I think, I think that's probably the biggest thing they're going to address. I think I don't think that they would bring them back for another series with with the worry that people might turn off the show because they would be presenting apparently there's a actually there is a genuine row about the whole the nepotism thing i keep throwing that word out there for a laugh but it's like people are actually are like this is kind of shitty like he just mm. comes in with his son like mm. like what it's like it's not like it fits into a theme or anything like you know it's like bloody doing family fortunes or saying you've got like two presenters it's like, oh it's a family dynamics it's about family so like, no, it's just gladiators i'm trying to get your son a gig and give us someone decent. Like, there's so many people out there. God damn. Just bring your uh, jet. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. So, <laughs> let's get like Dara Brin or something. Like, da, da. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, Mark Little. Let's bring him back. Well, Mark Little. Like a Joe Angle. <laughs> 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 like, Mark Little would be amazing. In Jim Robinson out there. Go, oh, Jim Robinson. He's not doing episodes of 24 anymore. He can do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think all in all, we're saying that the reboot um, is pretty good and they've kind of like captured a lot of it. They just need a little bit of working on it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to um, hopefully seeing what's... Uh, I mean, I think I think this time of recording, uh, we've got the first quarterfinals coming up this weekend. Oh, really? So, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look, I think it's, it's going to start getting a little bit more exciting. And so uh, hopefully in for some good telly coming up um, with the Gladiators.
Well, guys, we've made it to the end of the episode. It's time to uh, go and try and get out these leotards because uh, that's going to take a while. It's starting to chafe a bit, guys. It's not. But uh, I just wanted to remind you, good listeners, of a few things before we go. If you'd like to support us monetarily, then coffee is the place to go. You can give us a one-off or monthly donation starting from £1, but if that's not right for you, you can support us for free by giving us a rating or review on your podcasting platform of choice. We would uh, yeah, really, really appreciate it if you could do that for us just to uh, help out other people decide to listen to our rambles. Uh, but please join us in our Discord server to chat with us or other like-minded people on retro or modern day pop culture. And also please check out thewolfypod.com where you can find all of our episodes, articles and much more. Links to all these can be found in the show description or on the website. Guys, this is the time where I'd ask for you to say goodbye. But this time I'm going to ask for your gladiator names, Rich. My name's going to be a weapon because of the double meaning. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I'm both ferocious and dangerous and also an idiot, so it's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to be Weapon. Well, well, thanks Weapon. Chris? Well, as, as I've started a, a, a new job, it's going to be Butcher, nicknamed Pat or Frank. Uh, I like it. I've got Weapon and I've got Butcher. They're cool names. I like, yeah. I think they really just work well. So It does. Well, all that's left for me to say is my name has been Lardass and uh, <laughs> you've all been listening to... <laughs> Amazing. You've been listening to What's Wrong With Wolfie, a pop culture podcast to the max. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. 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 Barking.